I'm trying to encourage you to have the confidence to have that conversation. It's, it's have the confidence to be a human being and ask if someone's okay. Like, why don't people do that? And, and people typically will see um, a barrier in themselves offering support. They'll say, oh, no, 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 look, Georgie's fine. Oh, no, 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 oh, look, I, I don't want to encroach. Oh, no, no, oh, it's so not my business. Oh, no, 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 she'll be okay. Or, or she'll get through 2020. Or we sort of, we, we think that we're imposing. Now, I'd rather somebody um, impose and, and maybe feel slightly awkward than say, oh, yeah, when, when Georgie, so sorry, I'm just using you. So when Georgie's, you know, not well, and I'm, oh, God, oh, really? Oh, yeah, well, I saw it, didn't I? Oh, oh well, I, I'm not surprised because I've noticed. So I don't want you to be a gold medalist in, in telling me after the fact. So it's really, how do I encourage you to be confident, confident enough you know, to ask Georgie if she's okay. And, and that really is being a human being. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast and uh, today I am sat down with an incredible human being, Dr. Lee Naylor. Now, if anyone's got the mind to lead, it's this woman. She uh, was a gold medalist in the Commonwealth Games and a bronze medalist in the world champion. So I'm speaking to an Olympic athlete today. Lee, amazing to have you here today. Georgie, it's so good to be with you. It's really good. And th- and you know what? I should let's let's preface all of that. That was another lifetime ago. And <laughs> happy to unpack that for you. Yeah. Awesome experience, but a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's definitely something I'd have uh, right on in the in the middle of my CV because I mean, look, anyone <laughs> seriously to. Uh, to compete at that level, I mean, the mindset has to be incredible. So look, for those people that don't know who you are, let's just, let's start there. Just give a brief overview of who is Dr. Lee Naylor and, you know, what's your journey been this far? Well, I mean, it's it's been a few decades, so it's a long <laughs> journey. Where do I start? So I guess people do know me as, you know, being an Olympic athlete. I ran at the Sydney Olympics, um, which were my last Olympics, and that was like ridiculously exciting. I mean, can you imagine running at your home Olympics? I was really fortunate to run um, an excellent event in so far it was really sort of a high profile event. So I ran and trained with Kathy Freeman most of my career. So I was in the Australian team from you know, 1989 and retired at 2000. So I just had this great journey through sport, really, really lucky. Um, you know, I'm a dairy farmer's daughter. I was just a skinny kid that ran around. I watched, um, I fell in love. I fell in love with, with the Olympics I guess when I was studying for my year 12 exams um, on the couch with my books in my lap, I know that's probably not the way we should do it. Um, and I was watching the Seoul Olympics back in 1988 and I saw Debbie Flintoff King win the 400 hurdles and she won. She beat the the Russian Stepanova, 
perfect name for a hurdler. Can you imagine that? Beat this hurdler by one one hundredth of a second. Like my so wow. life changing goosebumps. Oh my gosh, I remember it so vividly. And I kind of thought, wow, like I'm a great runner. I can run. Let's just let's do this. And before you know it, when you're young and you know you don't have barriers. You just do things. So, you know, before I knew it, like that next year, I was in the Australian team and, um, you know, was at, was at uni and studying and, and just kind of, you know, living my best life but not even realising it. I guess you take that for granted. Mm-hmm. And and followed that, that sport, like, you know, that little um, – I always say that sport is, um, you know, something that money can't buy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does cost a bit to run sport, but it really – that feeling is that – that feeling that money can't buy. And so, you know, my, my career, you know, extended for, for 10 years or so. And yes, you know, thank you so much. I have a gold medal and I've got a bronze medal and they're somewhere, they're somewhere. I don't know, <laughs> that. Um, you know, the house is a bit cluttered. Um, but they're not really the things that you remember. Like you just remember, um, you know, the feelings or the experiences and, the, you know, growing up in your 20s and travelling the world with, with you know, girls and, and, and guys in the team and that, that really uh, um, you know, shapes you as a human being. So, so I love you know sport, and I still reflect back on sport in in my work, and you know deliver a lot of um, you know training, um, you know mental health training that we'll talk about today. You know in sporting um, in the sporting context, you know for for state sporting associations. But I guess I recognised you know when I was you know young and I you know came to Melbourne from the dairy farm. I sound like I'm you know on a little house of the prairie. Um, <laughs> Not quite that, but um, but but I absolutely recognise I need to go to uni. Like I need to have a career. I don't expect myself to be on the back of a cornflakes pack, and that's mm. not fulfilling or rewarding, and that's not going to be me. So um, I did an undergraduate in biotechnology, which was just which really suited me. So it was evidence based. Give me the facts, um, and I see science as A plus B equals C. Mm. Apparently, not everyone does, but that's how I see it. And it's like, you know, I meet people, I just want to know the facts, you know, um, how old are you? Where do you live? Oh, what's the population of that town? You know, I just go for numbers. I just need to know facts. So um, biotechnology um, was was really an emerging science and I really enjoyed that. And then I was um, offered a scholarship at Melbourne Uni in a relatively new area of their research, which was off campus at the Mental Health Research Institute. So I did a PhD in the Department of Medicine, but in neurochemistry. And so, um, you know, people on the athletics team just thought I was this brainiac and, you know, mm-hmm. they sort of thought like, you know, cut open people and did all these weird things. But really <laughs> I was just a research scientist. And I was fortunate to work in um, you know, schizophrenic research, you know, way back in the mid-90s. So now when I reflect on that, I can see such a progression in people, you know, talking about the common, you know, mental health problems or common mental illnesses in Australia, which are anxiety, depression, substance use. You know, back then when I was working in schizophrenia from a from a wet lab science perspective, which is really just helping designing antipsychotics and, and looking at the the pathways, I couldn't imagine, like in the year 2020, that we are talking about mental health so freely. So I can see this glorious progression as human beings that we are we are talking about this mm. um, we are learning we are trying to assist people and shape people in 2020 gosh what a year mm. and um, you know I've probably never been busier in this space which is is great but also not so great mm. uh, so so my life you know sport uh, science uh, mental health 
it's all kind of just fits me like a glove, really. Yeah, that's me. Absolutely. Wow, what a story. And you've just touched on something there that I was listening to you there. And what I got from that was that people focus a lot on the goals, but it's not about the goal. It's who you become in the process. And I just think your story and leading up to like winning the the gold, like you said, I enjoyed the experience, the people. And I think that's where so many people go wrong. They work these big goals. And actually, that's not the fulfilling part, would you say? Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, absolutely. So I, I'm never looking at the end point. You know, the end point will come. So it's all about the, the why and the how and then the what will happen. You know, the finish line will happen. And so people often think, oh, the finish line will be amazing, will be great. Well, just enjoy, you know, the bits in between. Mm. And, and, you know, a lot of the things I say, you know, and I still say them now, it's like, you know, control the controllables, do all these sort of things that will, yes, they'll get you to your end point, but don't miss out on, you know, the, the bits and pieces in there and I I was really mindful of that because you know I you know was a skinny little kid and I put my blocks down on the track and I was you know in Europe or I was in Asia and and experiencing these great experiences and I didn't want to think well if I don't win that race then I failed like you've actually there's there's eight really fast people in a race and if that's your only outcome then I think you've really missed the the point um, and so I particularly, I talk a lot around sport around that. Like, um, you know, it's, it's that parent that yells out, don't miss, you know, the goals. Like, oh my gosh, don't miss. You know, what, what is that framing? You know, it's like, you know, you've got this. So I'm very much about, you know, enjoying the journey, you know, and, 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 and Sydney Olympics was 20 years ago. And I am, and it's funny because a lot of friends and, and I have been sharing photos and they're just hilarious. And some of them, I can't remember, but others, I look at it and go, oh my gosh, that just feels like yesterday. Aren't we lucky to have had that experience in amongst something that was pretty massive? Mm. So, you know, that's, that's, that's around mindfulness, isn't it? Like, you know, really knowing the moment, appreciating the moment. And that, look, and I appreciated my moment, you know, dairy farmer's daughter, my parents hadn't left the country, you know, and here mm. I am flying around the world, um, albeit, you know, wearing lycra and running, but you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever takes your fancy. So, so yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm really mindful of, really mindful of enjoying the moment, not being outcome driven, because you know, particularly in sport, there's always someone who may beat you, and and I can only control how fast I can run. You know, someone says, you know, do you think you'll win today? Well really fast today but I don't know how fast Georgie's going to run you know so it's it's really about just controlling it controlling the controllables what can Mm. I control yeah absolutely I think that's just such powerful advice and I can see how sport can just be put you can take that and put that into business and life you know because I've done it myself we've talked about this before I've been very goal orientated before and and forgotten about the day-to-day and that's really where happiness is and it's not like I said the end goal it's who you become in the process and that's just such a powerful message especially now so look I'd I'd love to dive in deep now into the whole mental health piece with you as well because it's something that we're both extremely passionate about and now more than ever with COVID with uh, Victoria back in lockdown with lots of crazy stuff happening you said there control the controllables and I think that that's key right now so yeah let's talk to that like what are you seeing you said you're the busiest you've ever been and uh, what are you hearing in the you know in the market what's sort of going on out there um yeah, well, you know what? 
control the controllables is an interesting phrase actually in Victoria because we're really out of control. Yeah. You know, what can we control? You know, and I'm, and it's glorious speaking to you because I'm not wearing a mask. You know, typically, mm-hmm. you know, I'm speaking, you know, with a mask on. And if I'm walking the dog and someone calls, I'll be saying, "Can you hear me? I'm wearing mm-hmm. a mask." Because you know, you're you're conscious of that. So you know, those things. You know, I can't control that. I'm I'm mindful of being a member of you know the population that. That is, that is trying to curb a non a, a communicable disease, mm-hmm. um, and so the only way we can do that is through you know behaviour. So, but what I'm seeing is that that puts fear in people. So when you have high demand, low control. So getting to that word control, we all like to be in control. Yes, I'm great. I love my work. I love what I'm doing. Oh, I love my athletics. Oh, I'm running so fast. I'm doing so well. Oh my gosh, they've moved the Olympics. What does that mean? Oh my gosh, I'm working from home. How do I do that? So when you still have demand. So, you know, Olympic athletes have the demand of still wanting to compete and, and get that money can't buy feeling that's in your heart and never leaves. Um, when you still have that, you know, demand to want to do that and you're still working because, oh, hang on, I'm young, I want career progression. I've got, I've got th- these are the things I've planned or, well, hang on, gosh, I can't lose my job. I've got children, I've got to feed them. You know, I've got three teenagers. Oh my gosh, they won't stop eating. So when you've got that high demand, but you've got less control, then we see people starting to to increase with their anxieties and depression. So I'm fortunate to deliver mental health first aid, which is really an evidence-based um, you know, uh, pathway really towards allowing people to identify um, the signs and symptoms that they may be experiencing the onset of a mental health problem. So we certainly don't speak to illness because we're not, you know, I'm, I'm not diagnosing you. But let's just make people aware that that maybe we've got a departure in our typical behaviour. And let's face it, we do. But is that impacting on our functionality? So if I'm I'm constantly thinking, oh, my gosh, okay, I'm out of control. If I'm constantly thinking that, then it's as if I'm constantly, let's be honest, behind the blocks at the Olympics. Now, when you're behind the blocks at the Olympics, you're kind of excited. Um, It's great to be here. Um, but at the same time, you kind of wish the track might open you up and you could just escape. Mm. So that's not too dissimilar to people are feeling this anxiety, but I'm like, how, how do I escape? How do I fight or flight? Mm. Now, we haven't mutated over the decades and, and hundreds and thousands of years to go, oh, hang on. Yeah, the anxiety I'm feeling now because I've got this high demand and low control, that's not really a primitive anxiety because look, look at us, we're wearing, you know, I've got lipstick on and I'm, I'm ever so fancy. Um, we, we haven't been able to really control that at a physiological level. Mm. Otherwise, if we could control things, you know, we do what mums would do. I'd get to an extra pair of eyes in the back of my head, you know, or you get another <laughs> set of arms because you know, you know, all these cliche things. Um, so... So, so what do we do? We, we, we have to acknowledge we've got, you know, there's this fight or flight, you know, survival. This is the whole Darwin theory of survival. So I do love the, and I'm going back to science. I love science. I love going back to the evidence. What's the science telling us at a cellular level? So if we go to that, then we just have to recognize the symptoms and recognizing that means, okay, yep. You know what? We are a little bit out of balance. Um, what can we do to, to mitigate that happening or or to mitigate the fact that I'm going to burn out Mm. I'm going to have a meltdown I'm going to be really unwell and if I can't you know put my oxygen mask on I certainly can't put yours on and all of those things so so now acknowledging um, being aware of what those signs and symptoms are um, upskilling ourselves educating ourselves training ourselves 
in in that body of work for, for everybody every Australian every Victorian but every Australian is really really vital so that we don't you know just just plummet because we know we want to be adrenalized but if I was adrenalized um, you know I ran my race and then I didn't go whoof let's put my feet up give me a massage please can I have um, you know whoever the Olympic sponsor was can I have a Gatorade or can you know someone pamper me if I didn't pamper then I would be like a little rodent on a wheel, wouldn't I? Mm. All the time. So in a sporting sense, we do that. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, as Australians experiencing, and everyone's going to experience different levels of um, uh, stress and, and being uh, different levels of being out of control, but I think it's really important that we're aware of that and then, you know, self-care. So so exercise, diet, mm. physiological health. Oh, my gosh, we've been trying to tell people for decades to be healthy. Mm. Um, you know, can we be you – know, why do we need to be physiologically physiologically healthy? People think it's just a weight thing. Not at all. Let's, mm. let's just be robust in our cellular capabilities so that we are adrenalised. Mm. Um, we, we can combat that and, um, and, and relax. So – you know, the science behind uh, 2020 and, um, you know, I'm, I'm empathetic for everybody because we're all in it. Um, let's hope that we can just be mindful, aware, um, navigate people towards help, uh, know what, what that help is, know what that help does. Mm. And, um, you know, and then just let's face 2021 like, <laughs> like it's a new decade. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious because I think a lot of that there is still that the stigma is going down, absolutely. But I still think there's a lot of like people almost don't understand if they are feeling anxious or depressed. So what what are some common signs that people, you know, should be aware of? I mean, it, it might just be in, in a workplace sometimes it's just being um, uh, forgetful or confused or absent minded. Now, typically, if, if we don't have leaders in our workplace, um, trained um, and aware of the signs and symptoms of the onset of a mental health problem, then they'll go, oh, gosh, Georgie's not really interested. She's not very engaged in this workplace. Oh, actually, well, she's probably not really up to it. So we can interpret, you know, I'm interpreting your behaviour because I don't have the training and the awareness and the skills. So that's why it's important that, you know, we're all aware of the signs and symptoms. What do they look like? Now, sometimes they might be... And it's interesting, it might be someone talking really fast. Now, I'm a fast talker. <laughs> so, so when we look at signs and symptoms, we kind of, you look at a departure in typical behaviour. So for me, if I was really withdrawn, oh, gosh, Lee's really disinterested because I'm exhausted, I'm fatigued, that for me would be a sign. So whilst mental health is a spectrum, um, it, it's, 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 you know, we have you know, poor, poor mental health all the way to great mental health, much like fitness. Mm-hmm. So are sometimes the symptoms. So it's like, oh, someone might eat a lot and then someone actually loses their appetite. Oh, hang on. I was wanting something more definitive. Mm-hmm. Um, someone sleeps a lot. Oh, someone's not sleeping. Hang on. That again is mm-hmm. where are you sitting? So it's really, it's understanding a lot of, um, you know, there'll be depressive symptoms, but there may be that adrenalized symptoms, but it's also, um, assessing someone and being and knowing that person so that when those symptoms are a change in behavior it's more that change so so typically is there a departure in Georgie's behavior across time mm. and is it impacting on her functioning 
So in a workplace, is she a little bit more absent-minded? My goodness, did you forget that meeting? Not again. You forgot the meeting the other day. Is everything okay? So it's those sorts of, it's it's, it's a little bit multifaceted. Yeah. yeah. Does that, but, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. And I, I love the way you just described that because I think people want just to be like, "Tell me the steps. Tell me the signs." And what you're saying is that there's not really. So, so, so as a leader, then what I'm sort of taking away from that is that know your team. So, if if yeah. you're a leader right now and you're listening to this and you're thinking, "Oh, I actually a couple of my teammates they they have changed their pattern of behaviour," what, what advice would you give to those leaders of how to handle that? Because I think a lot of leaders like they're going through this as well so any tips on how to handle and bring it up yeah you know really good and and that goes to almost you're talking about stigma and discrimination earlier when when we can feel so so what when I deliver my training not only am I talking about signs and symptoms and awareness I'm trying to encourage you to have the confidence to have that conversation it's it's have the confidence to be a human being and ask Mm. if someone's okay like why don't people do that and, and people typically will see um, a barrier in themselves offering support. They'll say, oh, no, 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 look, Georgie's fine. Oh, no, 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 oh, look, I, I don't want to encroach. Oh, no, no, oh, it's so not my business. Oh, no, 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 she'll be okay. Or, or she'll get through 2020. Or we sort of, we, we think that we're imposing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd rather somebody um, impose and, and maybe feel slightly awkward than say oh yeah when when georgie so sorry i'm just using it yeah. so when she's you know not well and i'm oh god oh really oh yeah well i saw it didn't i oh, oh well i i'm not surprised because i've noticed so i don't want you to be a gold medalist in in telling me after the fact mm. so it's really how do i encourage you to be confident and confident enough you know to ask georgie if she's okay and and that really is being a human being being empathetic, mm. and, and we have enough Are You OK posters in workplaces, and they are amazing because what they do is is they set the platform to invite you to have a conversation. Mm. So in workplaces, we'll talk about promotion, protection, support. So, you know, so training is, is promotion, uh, posters are promotion, but, but if I've got them there also, it's that subtle understanding that I'm protected. Mm. So when I do have a, a conversation, I feel safe. So, Georgie, how are you feeling? I've noticed that you you um, were a little bit um, irritable in that meeting. I've noticed that you didn't get that report in. I've also noticed that you're just feeling so exhausted and you're probably not, you know, you haven't been going for your lunchtime walk like, like normal. So when we can start saying I've noticed that, and you know what, and I usually love it because you get everyone to walk because you're the dynamo, you know, the dynamo around here. Like let's value what you do do um, and bring and, and notice that the change in that so we can have just a, a normal human conversation and then you might go, you know what, I hadn't even realised that but now you mention it, yes, mm. oh, I think I need to, to, to go back to my health or I need to just mm. sort of maybe take a step back or, you know, and, and, and recognise that I could, you know, Im, Im, improve my health and then, mm. you know, not succumb. We're trying to change those statistics. Mm. If we have those conversations early, then we prevent... Um, you know, the, the escalation in statistics, which is already one in five Australians at any one time experiencing a common mental mental illness. I know. It's, I mean... That's not, it, that's not a stat that we want. You know, we, no. Australians love, you know, 
Mm. But we certainly can't, yeah. No, I, I, and I know, and I, I read these stats, and it just makes me just feel heartbroken because uh, me, I, me myself, I suffer with anxiety really bad in my twenties and mm. like panic attacks, and I just don't wish it upon anyone. And look, I, you've, you've mentioned a few things there about upskilling yourself, educating yourself, knowing the signs. You said exercise. Anything else that you, even you do yourself, or you've told your clients to do that again is backed by science that you can see really has made improvements improvements um i mean really for me you know the, the the connection between um you know physiology fitness emotional um strength is really strong so it's always so so i do see that strong connection you know i don't expect you to run at the olympics i don't expect <laughs> you to train as hard as we did at the olympics um but you know recognizing that connection between um, good physiological health and really good emotional health. So, so my go-to usually is um, exercise, but my go-to also is you know eat eat well. You know we we mm-hmm. eat whole foods because we're designed to eat whole foods. Mm-hmm. So I would say to someone, you know, if you if you um, you know just came onto this world and then there was a banana and there was an orange and there was a pack of cheesels, mm-hmm. would you know what the pack of cheesels were? Like, is that a food? I mean, it's 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 ludicrous to me. And so we have real food because it works in our real bodies. Mm-hmm. And and even things like, um, you know, let's improve our serotonin. So so your brain chemistry, um, and I, I did a lot of research around serotonin in my thesis, but you can improve your brain chemistry just by having a healthy diet. You know, you can improve endorphins and gratitude and oxytocin and all these great things for, for blood flow. But even the simple act of increasing your serotonin so that cognitively you can reuptake a memory and recall and concentrate and be cognitive. Um, bananas packed full of um, uh, tryptophan, which is a really large, it's a large amino acid, and that will um, produce serotonin in your brain. So I say to people, don't go to the chemist and ask for serotonin in the aisle for S. It's like, no, 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 you can't eat a neurotransmitter. But you can manipulate your diet through healthy foods um, to increase that. You know, milk, milk's a really great source. Um, and that's why, you know, when those, you, you're too young to know, Georgie, but in the old days, <laughs> when, we watched, when we watched wholesome, you know, American shows and, you know, if you were not feeling well, I'd make you a hot piping cup of cocoa and I'd, mm. I'd plonk it on there and, mm. and we'd drink it and, oh, mama, I feel mm. better. Mm. Well, I didn't say to you, of course you do, gorgeous, because I've just given you a whole cup of tryptophan and now your mm. serotonin's feeling wonderful mm. and you'll have a great sleep because your mood's all wonderful. Yeah, we didn't do that. Mm. Um, but, but, but that sort of um, dietary manipulation, which mm. is not, you know what, it's not even manipulation. Mm. Please eat whole foods mm. because they're designed to have um, – highly functional vitamins, minerals, nutrients, um, you know, to support cellular function and, and mental health. Mm. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I do eat a 90% plant-based diet. Uh, you know, I've transitioned, well, whole foods, whole foods. And I have done for two years and I can honestly say I feel energetic. I, I do get up early every day. I've got, well, both Kai and I have you know, endless amounts of energy and, and you feel brilliant and, and you're so right. Like when did, when did we just go for these process, these quick fixes? You know, I think, I think it's like everything, right? Everyone just wants that magic pill. Everyone wants to say, do this diet, you'll lose this weight, take this pill, you'll feel better. And actually it's stripping it right back and go, what, what does nature want us to do? Nature wants us to move. It wants us to eat whole 
foods and if we could just get back to that then perhaps Mm. we would see a drop in mental health obesity and just general well-being no, I've got absolutely 100% firmly believe it. I mean, that goes back to your to, to the model of, you know, like a 100-meter race. If we just focus on the what, if we just focus on the medal, what's the medal look like, what color is your medal, then, oh, but if we understand the why and the how, and so that goes to diet and exercise, then, then our what will be amazing. Mm. It'll be amazing. So, you know, the patience in that, that why and how phase and in that journey um, is really valuable. You know, let's mm. not rush to that, to that what, to that end point. Yeah. Do you think it all comes down to habits, though, Lee? Because, I mean, you must have incredible habits. Like, t- talk to me about what your sort of typical day looks like. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> what does my... Oh, my gosh, what does my typical... Well, you know what? So so now I'm, I'm actually... There used to be this, you know, risk-reward concept in my mind. So when you're an Olympic athlete, you know, you train really hard and you push yourself... And the risk is, oh, I might get injured, but my gosh, I'll make that Australian team. I'm wearing the green and gold. You know, this is amazing. I've already said it. You know, it's a money can't buy experience. Oh, my Lord. You know, I love it. Um, but when you, you know, when it's two decades since you've retired, you have to be really careful about how how much you throw your body around. So my risk reward really revolves around um, walking. So I have a gorgeous caboodle like yourself, mm-hmm. um, named Teddy, like yourself, and um, <laughs> And so walking, you know, for me, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, so it's mindful, but I, but I walk and, and I probably actually, you know, lately, um, well, this year in 2020, I walk twi- twice a day. So I'm walking early in the morning and then at night, so that's two hours of walking a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and every now and again, and it's funny, so every now and again, I'll, I'll do some hill running just because the kids are doing some hill running. So my three kids are very sporty and, um, and I'll run. And I'm like, my mm-hmm. gosh, I could make a comeback. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, like, here's making a comeback. So by, so by the end of the second ref, it's like, yep, that's that's going to happen. Like that will happen because I'm loving it. It's like, my gosh. Yeah. Then after about the fifth rep, it's like, oh, my Lord, I've just lost my pride, you know, back there. So so I do that every now and again for the benefit of just thoroughly enjoying it. But, you know, the next day I'll be sore and it's like, yeah, you know, you can't be making a habit of that, you know. So, um, so my day, you know, starts and ends you know with with physical activity with exercise and and i'm lucky that the kids are are active so that sort of gives me a purpose to be out there and and practicing what i preach um you know we we eat really healthily we eat every every meal you know is made as the kids like to say from scratch um you know we don't really have that many packets you know in the house and you know we we just eat eat whole food and and Mm. food and really appreciate that um that we can do that that we've got Mm. access to, to good food so it's it's eating, it's it's sleeping, it's exercising, and then you know I deliver most of my days online, um, you know training and and helping people you know in, in mental health and just in health in general, which which I'm really fortunate, um, you know to be working in a field that I'm not like just passionate about. I'm you know skilled at it, you know the knowledge, so it's it's great. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Look, I I just could sit here and talk to you all day. I just love your energy. I always have. Like the moment I met you, I was just like, wow, blown away by your energy. But look, for for those people right now that don't perhaps have the energy and are sat at home right now in a really in a really bad place in a real rut, you know, just what advice? Speak to them right now. What advice would you give to them just to try and help them during this time? Do you know what? Yeah, Georgie, excellent question. And and there's, again, there's some science behind that. When we are stressed, so in that primitive phase, when we're stressed, our body thinks, even if we're on the couch just thinking, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, and you're thinking about your life, 
your body at a cellular level is thinking, oh my gosh, Lee's going to go and go for a run and she's going to go and get that woolly mammoth and drag it back to the cave. So that's what I'm thinking. So at a cellular level, my body is designed then to go for high density foods. So in a primitive sense, where were my high density foods? They were those little red berries berries on trees so you know I'd go and eat some berries wow that sugar it's amazing I've recovered from my woof my big physical activity and my fight or flight so instinctively our bodies tend to um, when we're stressed they tend to want to go for chocolate Mm. they tend to want to go for you know your high density you know your alcohol it's alcohol is just like soft drink except for that first alcohol to acetaldehyde um, reaction Mm. So there's some science around the foods that we crave because from a primitive sense, that's what our body um, thinks we, we need. So I would suggest, you know, it's, it's yes, it's mindfulness, but it's just being, being aware of those habits. And you've said the word habit. So again, going back to athletes, athletes write everything down. We document our lives. So I used to write down all of my training and I do that. So I look at it and go, yes, that's why I ran well. Or actually, that's not why I ran well, so I need to probably not do that again or I probably overtrained or I pushed it. Equally, we do that with food. So if you're feeling stressed, I've got no motivation, where do I start? Let's just be kind to ourselves and just write down maybe our eating habits in conjunction with that. And if we see a pattern that's like, okay, you know what? I'm sitting, I'm stressed, I'm actually eating chocolate and and knowing that that's not helping, then I really firmly believe we can we can strongly look at that and go, okay, if nothing else, let's find that banana. Let's find that banana that Lee's just talked about that has some tryptophan in it that's going to make me feel better. And then the cycle goes back the other way. So it's really, it, it's not, you know, me, If it's not sustainable. If I came onto your couch and said, come on, Georgie, we've got mm. this. <laughs> I, I would go and run. <laughs> sustainable mm. in in that you know I'm not I'm not the tough love um, kind of coach let's let's you know educate make people aware make them see the connection so you know so write that behavior down and then when you change that behavior and it's like wow I'm actually I'm feeling better and mm. wow I do feel good and it's look it's a s- slow change mm. these you know mental health is a slow onset so it's going to be a slow improvement and, and that's a-okay as well Mm. Um, but just knowing that you're moving in the right direction and you can see some some health benefits, um, really valid, really important. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. That's such amazing advice. I just think, I guess for me as well, it's like it's okay not to be okay. Like let's all have a bit yeah. of grace and go, we are in a global pandemic. It's yeah. perfectly normal to be feeling a bit stressed and overwhelmed. You go, people have got their kids at home, they're trying to homeschool, keep their jobs. You know, they feel like their, their company might not be around in a year's time, they're probably even working even mm. harder all that pressure no wonder people are feeling stressed you know just oh. take a breath <laughs> yeah correct and you're exactly right it is okay to not be okay and I think to articulate that and just to recognize that and sort of even you know we wear these masks or we wear these shields you know what how, how you know I, well I'm actually wearing a mask you know but <laughs> yeah yeah we are <laughs> I, mean, I, I say that now it's like well actually I do have a few masks um but <laughs> But, you know, we do wear these masks as if, you know, I'm amazing. Well, look, I went to the Olympics. I'm fantastic. I've got a PhD. My gosh, tell me more. You know, what? gosh, if, if I had that whole 
um, idea that I can't fail, then, mm. you know, if I was tracking poorly, I'd have to really hide it, would I not? Mm. So let's just be kind and open and fair. And I often say to young people, because I love young people, mm-hmm. um, and I love, you know, you're young, but even younger people um, who, are, who have, you know, just left school or just left uni and they're really starting in the workplace and, and I may know them from a sporting context or, or whatnot, and I'll say, oh, you know, are you happy and are you well? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next question I ask is, would you know if you weren't? Ooh. So I think it's a really important question. Like, would you know if you if you weren't happy, or would you know if you weren't well? And sometimes, and sometimes I look and I think, great, you, you heard me, you you've got it. Mm. And they go, yeah, yeah, thanks, Lee. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Mm. Good boy. You know. So I think that's a that next question is is really is really good as well because we mm. often. You know, someone says, hi, how are you? Oh, good, thanks. It's like, well, why didn't I just say, oh, God, it took me forever to, you know, have a shower today. I was in my jammers until whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're quite used to sort of, you know, bashing off that question. So that next question, I think, I, I enjoy saying that next question just to kind of delve, mm. just to delve. You can use that one, Georgie. Yeah, yeah. Would, you, would you know if you weren't? I love that. That's yeah. so powerful. Yeah so powerful and a really good question for leaders as well to ask their team so if they say how are you feeling today and someone says fine or good and they say would you know if you won oh like that's really powerful so I think I think ending it there is amazing well Lee look (laughs) amazing to have you here where can people find you if they want to reach out to you and find out more about what you do Thank you. Well, they can find me at Fit and Healthy Business, which is fithealthy.com.au. So, um, yeah, anyone can find me. I, I can chat like this or, or we might have to make it a little bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. The, the world needs your energy right now, Lee. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And for the audience that have listened, I really hope you got some amazing takeaways. And, um, yeah, Lee, thank you so much again. Beautiful to have you on. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Thank you.